This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs is in his 41st year as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. I wanted to tell you what a great service you provide to this community. I listen to your show every week. Thank you for what you do for our community, for all the parents, coaches, and athletes. And now, here's your host, rated one of the best therapists in Kansas City, Missouri, by OnlineTherapy.com, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everybody. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB, here in beautiful Rome Park, Kansas. I'm here every Sunday morning, wide awake and ready to talk with you about the mental side of sports. You know, I've been here at Sports Radio 810 for 22 years. I'm in my 32nd year on radio, my 42nd year of work as a sports psychologist here in the Kansas City area, one of the first trained sports psychologists in the country. And I've had the privilege to work with athletes at all levels, from youth sports all the way up to the professional and Olympic level. I enjoy working with people, helping them work through issues mentally, psychologically, emotionally, with their life pertaining to sports, but also in terms of life. You know, I, I have a Ph.D. in clinical psychology with a specialty in sports psychology, so my training involved dealing with people and issues and especially with athletes in terms of how it affects them. You know, the area of mental health has, in sports has exploded in the last five years. And I've talked about it on this show numerous times. Professional athletes, Olympic athletes, collegiate athletes are all talking about confidence, coaching abuse, motivation, mental preparation, communication, trust, respect, issues we often deal with in life. And having worked with athletes at so many different levels, I've seen the pressures that they face when you strike out in front of 40,000 people, when you miss a field goal in front of 80,000 people, when you airball a three-pointer, miss a close putt, double fault in a tennis match, choke in a, in a swimming race or running race. How you handle those pressures is, is so important towards how you deal with success and failure. And look, I, I talk on this show about so many different issues that affect us. And I've seen how how some of the great athletes that I've worked with, I've worked with Olympians, champions, gold medalists, national champions, world, I mean, Super Bowl champions, World Series champions. I've, I've been fortunate to have met and worked with so many of them, collegiate champions. And, and, and one of the things that I find with almost all these athletes to a T is 
they've developed a way to deal with coaches. And almost every great athlete will tell you they have had a coach or coaches along the way that pushed them and challenged them to be their best. They motivated them. But they also had coaches along the way who did the opposite. They had coaches along the way who became verbally abusive with them, rude, insulting, degrading, condescending. You know, self-confidence to me is the ability to believe in yourself, your skills, your abilities. Great coaches will get to understand their athletes as people and help them develop their self-confidence. Poor coaches do the opposite. You know, I've talked on this show many times about this topic, but I got a text message the other day from someone that I want to share. Because um, today's topic, I want to talk about this. Where does mental toughness become mental abuse? I've talked about it before. But this text message I got really ticked me off. And I want to want to bring it up because I want to I want to open the phone lines up. Our phone number here is nine one three three eight ten eight ten. I want to talk about coaching styles, coaches today, and where does toughening up your athletes go overboard? So here's this message. Bad day today. My son played first base, first game. He got benched in the second game. He went over three in the first game, made an error. All, all normal stuff, right? But after the game, he was almost in tears. He said, Dad, I'm not having fun anymore. The coaches F-bombed them after the game. This is a junior varsity base, baseball game. Coaches F-bombed them after the game. He's just playing with so much pressure on him. They're treating these kids like it's a major league baseball system. Honestly, I'm not sure that these coaches are healthy for my son. As a dad, it pisses me off so much that they suck the joy out of the game. It pisses me off so much that they suck the joy out of the game. All right? Why are you going to F-bomb a group of high school junior varsity baseball players because they lost? Now, it's one thing if you're misbehaving. I'm not talking about that. I don't know that F-bombing is the answer for that either. But because they lost a junior varsity team, it's not the high school championship. And do you do that then, too? Because they're playing poorly? It, to quote this dad, it pisses me off so much because they suck the joy out of a game. I have a saying, a good coach checks his or her ego at the door. There's nothing wrong with, as a coach, to challenge your athletes, to push them, to try to get the best out of them, whatever whatever their talent level is. But to start F-bombing them after because they didn't play well, it's one thing if they're misbehaving, and I'm, I still don't think that's the appropriate thing to do, but, but to get angry at them because they didn't play well and to cuss them out, all right, if you are a parent, and I hear from parents all the time during the week, 
If you're a parent and you have a son or daughter who is on a team where you feel the coach is inappropriate, what do you do as a parent? Our phone number is 913-3810-810. Has this ever happened to you? I know our show is early on Sunday morning, but I hear this all the time. Of course, I'm a sports psychologist, so people call me with these issues. But I hear it more and more. Coaches who get verbally abusive with their athletes because they're not playing well, because they struck out or missed a shot or dropped a pass. What's the best coaching style for you? Now, there are some people who like being pushed like that. There are some athletes who like to be challenged. But where is where do you go with the line with this? Our phone number is 913-3810-810. I think coaches need to be educated in psychology. Coaches need to be educated in how to coach athletes in terms of their psychology, their mental abilities, their skills, their talents. Where's the point where you push someone and where's that healthy? Where's the point where it becomes unhealthy? I work with professional athletes. I'm working with the team right now where I think the head coach is is incredible because he understands this aspect of it. And I've worked with coaches before who don't. You know, when I worked for the Royals twice, two of the managers that I worked with, not the third one that I was around, but two of the managers, John Wathan and Trey Hillman, they took the time to get to know their athletes as people. And I think that's what a good coach does. They get to understand their athletes as people. They get to understand what motivates them, what challenges them, what pushes them. And that's always important. That's what a good coach does. And they'll know where they, have to ch- where they can go in terms of challenging them and where they have to back off. But when a coach starts F-bombing your junior varsity team, they start F-bombing the junior varsity team because they didn't win, that coach needs a reality check. I'm sorry. Not talking about behavior with the athletes. I'm talking about they didn't play well. All right, Kyle, who's our first caller this morning? Craig. Craig, good morning. It's Dr. Jacobs. How you doing? Good morning. How are you? Good. Thank you for calling in. What are, you, what, what are your thoughts on what I'm bringing up today? I mean, as a coach, I think you're wearing a lot of different hats, and coaches put in a lot of time to have their team prepared. So it's naturally for them to be disappointed when the team doesn't play well, when you feel like they should they should be – you feel like they're prepared to, to be in competition. Now, should he have dropped that bomb? No, but a coach can display their level of, of disappointment when the team doesn't play well, when you feel like, you and your coaching staff put in many hours to get the team prepared to play. I agree with you 100% on that. But where's the point? You're right. You're right. I mean, that's your job is to push these athletes to try to get the best out of their abilities, correct? Correct. But where is the point where this is a high school junior varsity team where because they didn't play well, they lost? I mean, I don't know how, how poorly they played or whatever, but they lost. 
but the coach starts F-bombing him going berserk after a game. What, what, what good does that do? I mean, it doesn't do any good. I mean, because some, a, a lot of kids are not going to respond well to that, like, like that kid, you know, told his dad. But, um, I mean, I think coach, a lot of coaches, older, a lot of older coaches on the whole, this coach was, kind of revert back to the way that they were coached and they, and that, that they, they haven't adjusted to how, how coaching is going on now. Cause I couldn't coach my kids the way I was coaching when I was a teenager. Cause I mean, I was coached pretty, I guess back then we thought it was just getting coached hard. And now you probably, you look at it now when it was possibly abuse. I mean, I, it, it didn't, it didn't affect me. I turned out to be a good player, but you know, a lot of coaches just feel like kids are soft. This is how they should be talked to. We're trying to make them uh, men, older, you know, to be better men when they get older. And some some kids just don't respond to that nowadays. And it's a different it's a different era in coaching. But I so, I, I agree with you 100 percent what you're saying. The point I'm bringing up here is a couple things. I don't want to ask you your opinion on this. The point I'm bringing up is I think it's totally inappropriate if a team you know loses a game to be F-bombing him and yelling and screaming at him. I've seen it before. I've heard about it God knows how many times. Okay. Right. Yeah, you have a right to be disappointed. You have a right to be frustrated. You have a right to be tense and 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 demanding with him. But then what good does it do when you do that? I think what it does is you lose the athletes. They lose respect for you. I mean, granted, this isn't 1960s anymore. Okay. Right. It's different now. Okay. And the whole thing about, oh, you're – all these kids are soft, you know. I, I get that all the time. The, 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 we're not talking about soft kids. We're talking about how do you motivate somebody, okay? And to me, cursing them out, degrading them because they lost the game, okay, is not going to help. It, maybe there'll be one kid out of 25 that maybe is gonna, that's going to push him. And the rest of them, you're, you're going to lose them. So let me ask this yeah. question, Craig. As, as a coach, what, what, what should a parent do? What should this dad do right here? I mean, he texted me. He's he's furious. There's a lot more to this text I didn't read. He's furious at these coaches for talking to not only his his son but the team that way. What should he do? What would you suggest that 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 dad do? Maybe go. Maybe maybe obviously not in the spirit of competition, but after practice, or or maybe go to an assistant coach and have the assistant go to the head coach because the head coach might not respond well depending on how the message is delivered. So I may maybe go to an assistant coach and have the assistant say, "Hey, this, we you know a parent didn't like you, you know that kind of language used to their kid. No parent is going to like that, especially if you're if, if I don't talk to my kid that way. I definitely don't want somebody else talking to my kid that way." There so. you go. You just hit it right on the head. Okay, but here's here's the problem: a lot of coaches will not speak to parents during a season, even at the high school level. They say, parents, I'm not talking to you. So then what do you do? I mean, you could, uh, I guess you can try to go through an email or a text message or something like that. That way it's not so confrontational. I mean, you, I mean there's different avenues that you can try to go through to to get to that coach. Because, I mean, the, the line of coaching and parents should have an open communication. You shouldn't just shut the parents out. I mean, you should be able to hear what they have to say. You are coaching their kids, so... If I'm if I'm doing something wrong and the team's not motivated and the team's not winning, there might there might be somebody on the outside looking in can tell me possibly what I, what what I can do better 
So you know, sports at the end of the day is supposed to be fun. The, okay, you just you just hit it right on the head, Craig. It's supposed to be fun. And yes, at the high school level, kids want to win. They want to succeed. They want to go to state, whatever the sport might be. But when you get a coach who flips out on you and starts cursing at you because you lost the game, you're you're going to lose those kids, just like this young man right here. I know who this young man is, and he's a very good baseball player. He's one of the best players on a summer team. And he's just almost despondent now with, with the, the way he's treated as a high school player. And now you're seeing a lot of alternatives to playing high school sports. There are all these baseball organizations that are coaching high school kids during high school season to develop them to get into college, in part because of some of the the verbal abuse that goes on. So right. so before we let you go here, and I really appreciate you calling and sharing your thoughts, what would you suggest to this dad? Okay, because he's not happy at all. You know, what would you suggest to him that he do? Definitely do do what he can to talk to the coach. And if the coach, like you said, says, well, I'm not talking to you, you know, you know, say, okay. And we'll, we'll see if another parent or somebody can get through to this coach. And if it's something that, that that's going on or that's normal for this coach, and I can see my kid going downhill on another team, because I'm not going to let one coach ruin my whole, my kid's whole like, you know, I don't want him to quit. And in, in his 30s, he say, well, I was a good baseball player, but this one coach ruined it for me. You know, we're not going to ruin this whole life off of one coach. I understand coaches, and I do a Facebook Live show every Tuesday night from 7 to 7.30, and I interview coaches in that show. That's the whole purpose of it. And I ask this question quite a bit. And a lot of coaches will say, look, I don't want to talk to the parents that day, but – I will be open to talking to him the next day. Let everybody cool off. I need to cool off. They need to cool off. Whatever's yeah. going on. But however, if you have a coach, a high school coach that refuses to talk to parents, and that that coach is being verbally abusive, what I call mental abuse, then I think that's where the parent needs to go to the administration, to the principal's vice principal, whoever's in charge, and get that a conversation and let them know what's going on. Because right. I can guarantee you. This is one thing I'll tell you. I wouldn't want to be married to that coach if this is how he treats people when they screw up because imagine what goes on in their house. That's true. Listen, Craig, thank you so much for calling, sir. I appreciate it. Good comments. And obviously you you, you do a good job what you're doing. I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. welcome. All right. That frees up our lines here at 913-3810-810. I'm talking about coaching. Where does pushing or challenging the athlete to get the best out of them become abusive where it goes over the edge. Where does, as I say, where does mental toughness become mental abuse? There's a great call. I'd like to hear from you if you're a parent and your son or daughter is not, you feel is not being treated properly the right way by their coach. What do you do? Do do you speak to the coach? Do you, you know, I always encourage at the high school level, now I'll go lower here in a minute, lower levels. But at the high school level, the first thing I always suggest is that the athlete go talk to the coach. The athlete is old enough at this point, even freshman in high school, to go talk to the coach. And a lot of them are scared to death to do it. <clears throat> Excuse me. But ask the coach if I can come and talk to you and say, look, coach, you know, 
I'm having an issue, and the issue is in part how you're talking to me. You know, I know you're trying to push me, but when you start cursing at me and challenging me in a derogatory way, I don't appreciate that. It's not working. And if the coach says, well, you know, you're weak, you're a blank, you need to be challenged, and you as an athlete are saying that doesn't work, then I think that's where the parents need to get involved. All right, get your thoughts. 913-3810-810 our number. Go to break here. This is an issue that I, I hear about all the time. I read about it all the time. It's all over the place. Good coaches are good psychologists. Bad coaches need a sports psychologist. Our phone number is 913-3810-810. Give me a call. Let's talk. We're on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB here in Kansas City. I'm here every Sunday morning from 7 to 8 a.m., and we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. And I brought up the topic today, where does mental toughness turn into mental abuse? And this is in response to a text message I got yesterday from the dad of a uh, young man I work with. And this young man is a wonderful young man, very good student, very well behaved, um, tough kid, wants to, wants to play college baseball. And um, this is what the text message said. Bad day today. My son played first base in the first game, and he's on the junior varsity. Once again, the junior varsity, not the varsity team. Son played first base in the first game. He got benched in the second game. He went 0 for 3, made an error. All normal stuff, right? This is the dad talking. But after the game, he was almost in tears. says, Dad, I'm not having fun anymore. The coaches F-bombed them after the game about the way they played. He's just playing with so much pressure on him. They're treating these kids like it's a major league baseball team. Honestly, I'm not sure these coaches are healthy. It pisses me off so much they suck the joy out of the game. It pisses me off so much they suck the joy out of a game. Is that what a coach is supposed to do? You, know, you want to win. You don't want to lose. But your team loses. So is the answer, then you pull them aside and start cursing at them and throwing F-bombs at them and degrading them, tell them how much they suck and they're terrible? That's really motivating, isn't it? Okay. Now, this isn't 1965. It's not Woody Hayes or Bobby Knight. And I know there's the other side of this where people say, you're teaching kids how to be pussies. You're teaching them to be weak. You know, you're babying them. Okay. That's not what I'm talking about here. Where is the point where as a coach, your ego gets involved, your anger gets involved, and you lose it? This isn't a professional. This isn't the Kansas City Royals or Detroit Tigers or the Kansas City Chiefs or the Kansas Jayhawks basketball team. This is a high school junior varsity baseball team. So what's the mentality of the coach? What's going through his head? All right, our phone number is 913-3810-810. If you're a parent, and this has happened to one of your kids, what do you do? I want to see what see if a parent's brave enough to call up and, and share their story. What do you do? What did you do? If you've had a coach that went over the edge, over the over too far with your kids, they got, in your opinion, to become verbally abusive. 
If you're an athlete and you've had a coach do that, what did you do? Our phone number is 913-3810-810. This happens all the time because I hear about it all the time. So I'd like to hear from you if you're a parent or an athlete. This happened. And I, I want to see if a coach is brave enough to call up who maybe has lost it before their team, realized they screwed up, they shouldn't have done that, and how did they handle that? How did you handle that as a coach? 913-3810-810 is our number. See if you're brave enough as a coach to call up. Let's talk about it. You know, I've, I've had people call this year. You, go, you know, you're teaching people how to be weak. You know, this show's about you're teaching people basically to be like this guy's calling him, you know, weak. Pussies, it, as he says. No, we're talking about respect. What, what makes a great athlete? There are a lot of factors that get involved. The goals you have, the, 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 people who challenge you and push you, but where's the point where you go too far? All right, Kyle, you played high school baseball. Did you ever have a coach talk to you like that? Uh, luckily, no. Okay. That's probably why you seem to be but, a pretty grounded guy. Yeah, but, okay. go ahead. you know, I have had coaches lose it from time to time. And I think uh, our, our last caller, Craig, actually, you know, kind of had it right. Um, or maybe it was you, you know, that the coach who said, you know, wait a day, let everybody cool off, the parents, the players, the coaches themselves, let them cool off, reconnect, whether it's at practice or, you know, just on the off day. And, you know, that can let, you know, if tempers do flare, they'll cool down, they'll talk about what happened. You know, number one, if you're a coach and you're sucking the joy out of a game, you're not doing your job. And number two, if you're doing stuff like that, I, me as a player, I'm not motivated to come back and work hard at practice. I'm actually dreading it. I understand why a coach will be upset or irritated or ticked off when their, their kids aren't executing. They're not playing the right way. They're screwing up. I mean, coaches are people. They've got feelings and emotions, too. And they have the right to get upset. But where's the, where's, where's the point where you go too far with that. When you, like I said, this this dad said he's t- sucking the joy out of the game. He's sucking the joy out of the game for my son. It pisses me off so much they suck the joy out of the game. That's a direct quote from him. Okay. You know, I and I know this dad, and he's all for his son being challenged. He says, yes, he needs to be challenged sometimes. But that's where a good, I think good coaches get to understand their athlete, even at the high school level. They get to try to understand, why is this young man on the team or young lady on the team? Why is she on the volleyball team? Why is she on the softball team? What does she want to accomplish? I've, I've dealt with, with some incredibly great coaches at all levels throughout my 42 years of working. And I've, and I've dealt with some coaches who are just jerks because it's all about their egos. So, once again, 913 is our number. If you're a coach, I'd like to hear from you. Where's the point where you can push an athlete and where's the point where you can go too far? Where's the point where what you say or what you challenge them to do or be becomes more more than toughness but more abusive? And if you are, if you're, once again, if I'd like to hear from some parents, parents brave enough to call in. 
and has had something like this happen before. What do you do about it? You know, I know there's there's a coach in town is being investigated by Safe Sport. A gymnastics coach is being investigated by Safe Sport. It's been written about for being abusive with it, the gymnast that he coaches. And this guy's this guy's had things happen over the years. He's had success, but he's also had a lot of negative things go on. And I think it's about time that he gets investigated from, from what I know. There are a lot of coaches out there who, because they've been successful, they've won championships they, at whatever level, a lot of people will, will sort of ignore this type of stuff. But I see people, as they get older, and how stuff like this affects them. Now, you didn't have coaches like that, but you saw coaches doing this. Yes. Okay. So as as the opponent, when you saw a coach losing it like that, what's what what went through your mind, Kyle? You know, when I was younger, at first it gave me a little bit. I and I can I can admit this. It gave me a little bit of pride that you know we beat that team so badly we made their coach lose it. You know, but now that I'm older, I put myself in their shoes. I'm saying, yeah, uh, my motivation for the game to to play harder to beat that team next time around is not, you know, getting stronger. My will to play is getting a little bit weaker. Okay, why why do you say that? Because I feel that, you know, instead of the coach motivating us or coaching us or teaching us to find ways to improve ourselves, to learn from that game that we had just lost, instead he's taking it out on us. He's making it personal, saying we lost this because of you and we don't have a chance to beat that team because of you. So what went through your head when that when that's going what goes through your head when that goes on? I'm saying to myself, um if it happens enough, I'm saying it to my to my parents as well. I'm saying this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Uh he's really I'm dreading going to practice, you know, the next day or that week. I don't want to play for that team. They want to win. I want to win as well, yes, but when everything is your fault, there's there's no reason to play. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I bring up topics every week on this show that I think are worthy of discussion. Today's topic is this. Where does mental toughness turn into mental abuse? As a coach, how do you challenge your athletes to be the very best they can be? What do you what do you say to them after a a loss or a disappointing performance? Do you get angry like this this junior varsity baseball coach did and f bomb the team? Or do you take them aside and have a discussion? Look, you guys are not playing the way you're capable. I'm very disappointed in you. We need to work on this in practice. We're going to work on your batting stance. We're going to work on your running skills. We're going to work on your delivery, whatever it might be. And we're going to spend extra time on this because you guys are screwing up. Now, 
if you're an athlete and you lose or you screw up, you know you screwed up. You don't need the coach to curse you out, cuss you out because you screwed up. You already know it. But that's where I always think a good coach, like I say, a good coach is a good psychologist because they understand their athletes. And, yeah, there are going to be the, the very few athletes that you have to really get under their skin to push them. And it will make them better. But the majority, when you start doing that, when you lose it, you're losing them. When you lose your self-control, you're losing them. All right. Nine, our phone number is 913 We're going to go to break here so we can get some more calls in here. I'd like to, I'd like to hear from you if you're a coach. Have you ever, have you, if you're brave enough to call up, have you ever lost it before with your team? And if you did, were you remorseful about it later? How did you handle that as a coach? You're, you're a human being. You're entitled to make mistakes. Have you ever lost it to the point that you flipped out with your team? Now, in this case, this, this dad who texted me, they lost the game, and he said, it pisses me off so much, they're, so, they're sucking the joy out of the game. I think it's time for this dad, and I will talk with him this week, to ask the coaches to sit down with him and talk to them, with his son there, and say, we need to talk about what's going on here. And, and have his son bring up what happened and then say, look, you know, he's on the team. It's your choice to, to push him and challenge him. But then when you start getting abusive, verbally abusive, that's not acceptable. And in my opinion, as a dad, that's got to stop or we're going to leave the team. I'd like to hear from you to see if you agree with that or disagree with it. Our phone number is 913-3810-810. Give me a call and let's talk. We're on Leading Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Sports Radio 810. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm here every Sunday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. You know, our shows are podcasted everywhere and on my website as well, winnersunlimited.com. I've got over 10 years, I believe almost 10 years of podcasts on there as I've been doing this show a long time, talking about these topics a lot. And today's topic, I'm really surprised we've only had one call about this because this, this this goes on all over the place. I'm talking about <clears throat> when does mental toughness become mental abuse? And that's in response to this text message. I've read it already. I'm going to read it again that I got from a dad about his high school son playing junior varsity baseball. Good family. This young man wants to play in college, and he's been very frustrated. It's a bad day today. My son played first base. The first game was benched in the second game. He went over three, made an error. Normal stuff, right? But after the game, he was almost in tears. He said, Dad, I'm not having fun anymore. The coaches F-bombed them after the game. He's just playing with so much pressure on him. They're treating these kids like it's a Major League Baseball team. Honestly, I'm not sure these coaches are healthy for my son or the other kids. Quote, it pisses me off so much that they suck the joy out of a game. All right. Our phone number is 913-3810-810. If you are a parent, have you ever felt that way about your son or daughter after a game? After a game, emotions are high. 
whether you win or lose. And as a coach, you know, you're, you spend hours working with these kids to get them to get better. When they don't do well, you're going to be frustrated, and I get that. But when you start doing that, talking to them like that, what's that saying about you? Our phone number is 913-3810-810. I'd love to hear from you if you're a parent or coach. If you're a co- I'd like to hear if a coach is brave enough to call in who's done this before, who's lost with their team. How'd you handle it? How'd you react to it? How'd you come back from it? And did you lose your team from that? Most people, if they do this, I can promise you will lose these kids. You know, we're not talking about a college team. We're talking about a high school junior varsity team. And if you're a coach, how do you come back from that? Do you then have a team meeting the next day and apologize for losing it and talk about your frustrations? And say, yeah, you should. I think you need to show your humanity and the fact that you care about these kids enough to sit there and, and apologize. You're, you, you are entitled to screw up too. But if this is a repetitive type of behavior... Then as a parent, you have to ask yourself, is it healthy for my son or daughter to be on this team? You know, it's the junior varsity baseball team. Of course, the kids on the junior varsity would like to be in the varsity. If they're good enough, maybe they're not. Maybe they are. I don't know. But a coach's job is to mold and shape the athletes they're working with. And part of your job as a coach is as a psychologist The psychologist in you has to understand when you challenge them and push them. But F-bombing a junior varsity baseball team because they lost? I mean, you're entitled to be frustrated. You're entitled to get upset. 913-3810-810 is our number. I'm surprised, Kyle, nobody else has called up on this because this happens all the time because I hear it all the time. You know, now we've got the Royals open the season. They've gone two games in a row, lost, what, two to nothing in both games. They haven't scored a run. Okay, their new manager, I don't know him, seems like a very quality guy. What do you What do you think he's saying to them? You think he's cussing them out and blowing up in the locker room about because the, the hitters aren't scoring anything? Absolutely not. In these first two games, the wonderful pitching performances the Royals have gotten has been overshadowed by the lack of production by the offense. But that said, the, those guys are professionals. You know, ask Hall of Fame manager Ned Yost, Royals Hall of Fame manager Ned Yost, about the importance of clubhouse morale. He'll tell you it's very important. Well, I've been around a lot of teams in my 42 years of work. I worked with the Olympic cycling team for for eight years, or our, our national cycling team, U.S. cycling. I went to three world championships. I was in the 84 Olympics with the team where we won nine medals, hadn't won any in 72 years. Our coach, Eddie Borisevich, he just passed away a, year, a couple of years ago from COVID. Um, Eddie Eddie had his flaws, and he, he admitted them. Um, a lot of the, the cyclists loved him, and a lot of them hated him. Um he and I had disagreements about the way he treated people because he came from Eastern, he came from Poland. Their way of pushing and challenging 
was not the same as it is here. This is in 19, the 80s. This is uh, 40 years ago. I mean, I remember with one athlete, one of the track cyclists, we were at practice. Now, th- these are grown men. This guy was in his mid-20s, like 26, 27-year-old athlete. And our coach was, he was probably in his 40s. We're on the, the track, and they started getting into it because they disagreed on training. And they were start screaming and yelling at each other, and, and the, the assistant, coach was assistant coach and I had to separate them. And because the cyclist was very set in his ways and Eddie was very set in his ways and there needed to be an adjustment on both. And I said, all right, we're going to we're gonna meet at my dorm room at 7 tonight. After they, they sort of calmed down, I said, we're meeting in my room at 7. This, this can't go on. Because some of the other cyclists were like, Doc, you gotta, you got to get, get, get it, this straightened out. So they came to my room at 7 o'clock at night. They left at 7 o'clock in the morning. We went through 12 hours together. We ordered Domino's twice. That's what I recall about that meeting more than anything else. But by the time they left in the morning, they shook hands, they hugged, and they both agreed because we needed this this guy on the team. And Eddie was very, very set in his ways about the way you do things. But he realized he had to make an adjustment, and he did. And then this individual actually played a key role in us getting to the gold medal because he was he ended up being the on the team pursuit squad that we had. He was the first alternate, and one of our guys got in a serious accident in one of the rides, and he had to replace him and helped us get, get to the gold medal ride. That probably wouldn't have happened had they not had that conversation. Now, coaches are just as human as the athletes. You know, they're people. And and if you're you you spent hours and hours coaching and training and guiding and directing and the team isn't responding, you have the right to get angry, you have the right to get frustrated, you have the right to, you know, jump on jump all over them. But maybe at the professional level using that language can be excused to a point. I don't think it can be. I really think it's inappropriate no matter what. But for a junior varsity high school baseball team to F-bomb them after a game because they lost or lost two games, I think you're going to lose more of the kids on that team than you're going to help them. And the coach has a right to be frustrated and upset. Right, Kyle? You, you, You see that. But if you're on the opposing team, and you're seeing that coach doing that. What, what's what's going through your mind as as the the opposing uh, player when you see a coach going berserk on his team? I'm probably probably a little empathetic towards the towards the opponent. I'm thinking, yeah, you know, I wouldn't enjoy playing for that guy or that gal. So the issue comes down to this: as a parent, and I will be talking with this this dad this week. You know, what do you do? My suggestion to him is that he asked to have a meeting with the coach with his son. Let his son do most of the talking. But he needs to say, look, you know, you have the right to coach and do whatever you want to do. But when you go over the edge, you've gone too far. All right, we've got 
Oh, now we're getting some callers with a couple minutes left. All right. All right, let's go to Chris. Chris, good morning, Dr. Jacobs. How are you doing? Hey, good. How are you? Thank you. I'll, I'll be real quick. <clears throat> Coached uh, three kids through multiple sports levels and uh, competitive baseball, all the top-end stuff. And I really tried. I, I learned from mistakes with my older boy, with my younger son in baseball. But what I'll say with regard to the cursing is I think – you get coaches that do it all the time. It loses its meaning. And I think as a coach, you can strategically use it. I'm not talking like F-bombing kids all the time. But you can strategically use it when they're older, you know, into the teens, you know, like 15, 16, to catch their attention. Because I think that if you use it all the time, if you, you know, are, that's all you do and that's your being, it doesn't mean anything to them. But, but do you, but let me, excuse me, but do you, but do you think this is a, a dad, and I know this this family. It's a wonderful young man. Yeah. He's trying really hard, and he he didn't play well. Okay, he'll be the first person to say he didn't play well. But to have the, the coach go ballistic and f bomb the team afterwards because they lost what what's the benefit of that? Well, no, 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 no. That's that's different. I, I think and you know this too. At the high school level, sometimes you catch people that are doing that are coaching that actually are just teachers that really shouldn't be coaching. You know and they don't know how to handle those situations. But no, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that the use of cursing sometimes can be used strategically, you know, use the word BS sometimes to catch their attention. But no, I don't think any of that really resonates with older kids because that's how they talk with, you know, boys. They talk among each other like that, and it doesn't have any impact. It just, you know, but, but I also will say this, that, if it doesn't have as much impact, I mean, I, I'm not so sure as a young man that that should impact you that much, you know. Um, well, I, I guess but, I yeah, look at it both ways. There's, yeah, and I got to let you go here because we're running yeah. out of time. But I appreciate the call. But the point, the point is this: I think good coaches understand their athletes, Chris. They understand what motivates them, and you're entitled to get frustrated and upset. But to go ballistic and f bomb a t- junior varsity team because they lost a game. You know, like the dad said, I'm quoting the dad here, they're sucking the joy out of the game. And that's where something needs to be done. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hope you enjoy the show. We're here every Sunday morning from 7 to 8. You can follow me on Twitter at DRJ Sports Psych. Listen to my Facebook live shows Tuesday from 7 to 7.30. My website's winnersunlimited.com. You can email me at drj at winnersunlimited.com or feel free Contact me at my office, 816-561-5556.